Are you ready, ladies? Stand tall. Straighten those crowns and show them what you're made of. You're listening to the Farm Queen Podcast. So today on the podcast, we have Victoria Pizzino, um, and we are excited to get to know her. Just, you know, the next queen, off we go. We're loving hearing all these stories. So Victoria, if you would, please, could you introduce yourself? Tell us your name, your farm, what you do on your farm, how long you've been at it, day in the life for your family, that sort of thing. So welcome, off you go. Hi, thank you, Roxanne. Um, My name is Victoria Pizzino. I live in Green, New York. And I operate our farm on our 500-acre family farm called Green Pasture Ranch here. Um, I raise beef cattle, laying and meat birds um, for commercial sales. And um, I've been, I grew up on the family farm when my parents were dairy farming about 85 to 100 cows back in the 80s. Till I was about 13 years old. And uh, then we kind of branched out into the restaurant industry a bit for about 30 years. Um, But uh, we still harvested the hay on the land. And about five years ago, I came back to the farm um, permanently uh, to help out um, as my my dad was ailing a bit. And um, I've been farming ever since, um, since about five years ago. So um, it's it's been a journey. But, um, and it, it's been s- split, but um, I feel that the restaurant industry helped me gain some insight knowledge as to what I'm doing with the beef industry, so. That's very cool mm-hmm. that you've gone, like, full circle from where you started, kind of back to where you started again. Um, can I ask you, when you say that you do commercial sales, do you mean that you sell, um you know, what people might consider more of like the commodity market, wholesale, that sort of thing? Or do you mean selling like at farmer's markets or through retail outlets? Can you elaborate on, on you know, what your venue is that you do your sales through, just so people sure. understand? Yeah, we um, actually take our beef, our animals to a USDA slaughterhouse that um, does their side of inspection and we can get our beef packed up individually um, to be able to sell retail to our customers. That way they're not um, dedicated to having so much meat at one time. Um, And if people just want to pick up a couple of packages or something, then we can do it that way. So yeah, that's kind of what it means. Okay. So I, yeah, I just wanted to clarify that it's not commercial. Like you're not stocking a local grocery store. You're just stocking local freezers for individuals. (laughs) Big difference yeah. in how you in how you handle your business that way. Yeah, for the most part, we are looking um, at partners um, that we've communicated with that have uh, grocery and um, like food trucks. So mm-hmm. we're kind of looking in in that direction too. But um, I think for now, it's really gonna go toward our our um, next stage in our development some of our customers already know about and we've been building a storefront um before we were just kind of people would come to the farm and and pick up their their meats there and see the farm um which i love it's i have 
you know, we're full transparency, so you can come to the farm anytime, send me a message, we'll set you up. Um, but in the future here, we're looking at a storefront that'll be um, downtown and accessible, and we're really hoping to be able to connect with, which I've already been starting to do, with a lot of the other farmers around that produce goods that might not be able to have such an outlet so we can promote their items at our store. So that'll be coming in the future. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. So what is what does a day in the life look like for you? Like what what does your family look like? What does it look like for you guys when you get up and chores and, and kind of the whole thing? Sure, yeah. And it's it's different in the winter, right? For everybody. Um yeah. than Today it is especially. <laughs> I know it's so cold out there. So you know, um the basics are, you know, in the morning, uh, we we get out there. My I have two teenage girls that help me out with the chores every day. Um, mm -hmm. So they uh, help with the chickens, the feeding. We have three horses, too, um, that we, we care for. And um, and then feeding the, the cattle um, at different times of day, um, collecting eggs. Um, I'm trying to think like winter versus summer. So like now it's it's a little slower in terms of what we're able to do outside, of course, but um, we will get orders in from customers too and uh, they'll have to pack them up and um, I make deliveries. Um, and then in the summertime, um, there's a whole nother avenue of doing the hay on the fields and, and fixing machinery, um, whether it's, um, doing our rotational grazing. So we'll have to move fencing and, and things like that with our portable fence lines. Um, and then at any time of the year, <laughs> um, we may be, you know, helping to birth a calf or um, helping, you know, a cow get healthier with some minerals and, and things like that. So, I mean, you know, there's always those things that kind of jump into your life on an unexpected notice that, that you got to kind of go with the flow with. But uh, those are the nuts and bolts of it. And then we do the farmer's market all year round. So we keep pretty busy bringing stuff around and making sure everybody gets what they need. I was say, it sounds like you put a lot of miles on your vehicles. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> a lot of travel in those markets. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. That's, yeah. that's too much for me. So I, I applaud you for being able to handle going to, to multiple markets. Oh, so, <laughs> so obviously you've got a lot of passion for what you do. Um, you know, and you told us where you started from that you started at dairy. You, you kind of, you know, waved out, waved back in. Why is it then that you have continued to, you know, live this life and do this farming and, and do obviously this, you know, hard work, cold work, whatever it may be? Yeah, you know, that's that's a, a really great question. And I think it's sometimes tricky for some people to answer. And I, I think one of the things that I've come to terms with when talking with, you know, some good friends of mine is that when it's in your blood, it's in your blood. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, these other women and these other farmers that we get to connect with here and there, kind of sporadically, unfortunately, but, you know, <laughs> I think that's what drives them too is is kind of like a a duty um in a way but it's not like uh somebody's making me do it it's it's that I love it I get out there and I get such a 
you know, a good feeling. Plus, I feel like I, I kind of owe it to my community, my family. Um, in a way, once we started really getting this good grass-fed beef, um, and it made us feel healthier and um, sharing it with our neighbors and things. And people were excited about it and they felt better. And it was kind of like a, a feeling, a mutual feeling where, oh, wow, you know, what I'm doing is really making a difference in someone's life. And so that really helps to propel me every day and in terms of, you know, helping out the community. And and with me, it's just that general satisfaction. I, If I'm having a rough day, um, I've literally gone out into my pastures and just sat there or laid down and the cows are around me. And I, I've been, uh, my steers one day were licking me because I don't know, I was just down and kind of crying. <laughs> it happens and, oh, you were salty. <laughs> I was very salty <laughs> and they were licking it right off. <laughs> so, you know, but. But for them to feel comfortable around me and things like that, that also helps me to feel like, yeah, this is where I'm meant to be, you know. The the idea of, like, what you said, the duty of, you know, serving your community and when you have this good quality stuff to share it with others. And, yeah, definitely, definitely a common sentiment we've seen across the folks of why do you farm? Well, because I'm just supposed to, pretty much. Yeah. So, so how did it feel then this week? Um you mentioned Jen earlier, and obviously she was our queen last week. So how did it feel to you when she got in touch with you and she said, hey, guess what? You're the next farm queen. <laughs> it was overwhelming. I was really honored and touched. Um, I've never been a queen of anything before. Um, you know, no prom queen <laughs> or anything. <laughs> so I was a bit shocked. And, um, you know, I'd been following along with the farm queen and the podcast and listened in on Nellie's Noel Creamery there and um in the mm-hmm. doing so um it's it's been it's great to be recognized for the work that you do uh, as anyone would be um but the best part about it is being introduced to other wonderful women in ag and being able to um listen in on what they're doing in the world so it's it's I'm just really grateful really honored <laughs> thank you <laughs> Oh, of course. And it's, it's so great to hear that too, because that was, um, that was definitely something we were really hoping with this project was just another way to kind of really build that community between farm women specifically to give them that recognition to say, you know, Hey, we like, we see you working hard, you know, don't, don't think it's going unnoticed kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, that sense of community is definitely, definitely been awesome to just see how this has grown and to see um you know as we as we reach out to new women and I get to actually do most of the talking to folks and so then talking offline because you know we're going to ask you later who are you choosing and it's always like oh my gosh it's so hard I want to choose this person and that person and that person and so to kind of be able behind at least for me behind the scenes to be able to see you know, one woman having a struggle of, well, I've got three, four people that I'd like to choose. I can only choose one. And so just to kind of, I'm starting to see kind of how this network is going of these people who are deserving. And then as one gets picked, who is her network and who are her top choices for the queen. And very cool, very cool to see that network grow. Absolutely. So I'm going to shift you over a little bit away from feeling honored. Um, because 
you know, obviously being crowned as farm queen is certainly unexpected. Um, what are some of the most, or probably pick your top one, what's, your, what's the most common thing that you've come across that you go, wow, people really don't know about this. I need to, I need to set them straight. Um, well, I guess, and you're talking about women in the, in the ag industry specifically yeah specifically for women and in, in what we do women in agriculture what what would you say is the most common thing you come across where you're we'll call it a misconception of you know, that's what we ask everybody what's the most common misconception so i've actually heard men say you know well a woman can't do it on their own they couldn't get big on their own or um you know there's a lot to do so it, it would be too difficult i see a lot we do see a lot more men that carry the industry um, on their shoulders a lot. And it's always kind of the woman is in the background type of a thing, um, helping out, which doesn't demean their, their job, their duties at all. I mean, they've, they're the support and the backbone almost uh, times of that industry that on that farm. So right. um, when there's a woman that's running it all, um, I, I heard a few times as I was going, well, who's your husband? Or, you know, how are you going to get that done? And I don't have a husband. <laughs> Some of the things that people forget as humans, um, when we have a drive to do something, it's going to get done. Um, and for women, okay, maybe some of us don't have all the muscles that some of these men do to, to handle the equipment. And, 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 and that can be a, a, a difficulty. Um, here's a little story, though. Uh, I was trying to fix my, my hay bind a couple years ago, and I was trying to um, fix the, the cutter bar, and I had pulled it out. Um, but the, the pin that goes on the pitman arm, uh, if anybody's ever dealt with that, it uh, can be quite a pain in the butt to, to pop out. And so I had a, a male hand here helping out at the farm and he's banging on that thing with hammers trying to open it with the crowbar the, the arm and everything and just like banging away at it for hours and I was you know even he brought the torch over blah 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 he's trying 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 and I'm standing there like can I can I but if I can just and finally I suppose my way in there I was like just give me a minute will ya and I took my grease gun and I started pumping grease into that little fitting and that, that pin popped right out of So sometimes we, we use a little bit more of ingenuity rather than strength, but we get the job done, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I've had several instances like that where, you know, someone would be worried about what I'm doing. And um, and you just have to use a little bit more forethought. My, my girls have helped me a lot with fixing equipment and driving cattle around the farm. Um, and we we all have abilities to do things. It's just um, how we do it and putting our minds forth to it. But um, yeah, I think women are just as capable as men. And I think uh, hopefully in the future, you know, we can see a lot more women in ag to be able to to make their dreams come true too. I like how you I like how you put that describing that you know we may not have as much muscle, but we'll get the job done. Because I think that that actually is something that a lot of women do have to be a little bit more creative and think outside the box because we can't just simply muscle our way through it like a man could 
for the most part. You know, there there are certainly some women out there that probably could, but I think the average farm woman that I've met has to be a little bit smarter about how she does things because the muscle's just not quite going to be there, at least not right away. So, um, so kind of along the lines of the misconceptions, um, what is one thing if you could just get on your soapbox and say, hey, I wish my customers, specifically customers, knew blank about the life of a farm woman, what would that be? What would you want them to know? I guess, and it took me a while thinking about this question, um, um, just because I think farm um, farmers in general have a lot going on. I mean, we're expected to be not just, you know, in doing animal husbandry or um, doing cultivating hay in the fields, or we're expected to be a mechanic, even a plumber, an electrician, a vet. You know, we've got a lot of jobs on our shoulders. And as a woman, um, because of how I was raised, I think I bring a, a different perspective than a, a man would you know I think everybody has their own little ideals that they carry into their jobs no matter what the job may be so for me I guess sometimes I when I'm handing off that beef to a customer I think do you know how many times I you know um went out to make sure that cow was okay or um just the emotional aspect I think um kind of touches me a little bit more because I care about every single individual animal, animal on the farm, including the deer when I'm harvesting hay, you know, I'm going real slow, making sure I'm not hitting any other deer. I'm, I'm making sure that uh, the environment works together on this farm and nothing's fighting each other. So there's a lot of little things um, that go along with providing that beef to my customers. And it's um, sometimes very emotional, you know, whether a cow lost a calf and, um, you know, that calf was part of the herd. Um, and it, it, it's something that cannot be replaced. Um, it's all of the other emotions of trying to make something work and getting frustrated and or wondering if, um, you know, we're, we're going to be able to make it through the winter with the amount of hay we have of going out and getting more hustling for it, you know, whether we're male or female, um, those, those things take an effect, but being female, I'm just going to admit it. And some women are not this way, but I do get emotional. I, I do over my animals. I'm very protective of them. And, um, and so sometimes I feel like when I, when I hand off that beef to the customer, you know, um, do you know how many tears I shed <laughs> this year, for example, on just getting that beef to you, you know, because I cared so much about every little thing that's going on. And that might sound really petty to some people. Um, and and the for men, I feel like when they talk about their business, it's, it's a matter of fact kind of thing. And they just kind of go through the motions. That might not be what they're thinking in their head. They're really working on those issues. But yeah, sometimes some of us women get a little bit more emotional about things because we know what it's like to hold a, uh, an, a, a person to term in our belly for that long and, you know, the care and time that it took. So some of those kind of emotional aspects, I think, is what um, I feel like the customer may never really understand. Um, 
and and that's really the only difference that I can see between the male and the female farmer in some senses, you know. But for me, that's what I'd like my customers to know is just how much I really care and how much I want them to have great beef that's healthy for them and their families that um, I really, really took care and the time to cultivate for them. Yeah, I think that's definitely been a common theme of, I for, I'm forgetting which one it was, but I think it's been more than one of our farm queens that has, has termed it as we are nurturers. Yes. And that maternal instinct comes through not just for, you know, humans that we care for of, of whatever age, you know, whether you're mothering your children or your spouse or whoever it may be. Yeah. Um, but definitely the idea of nurturing um, and just that being something that is just prevalent among farm women we've yeah, I've definitely heard that before but I think that that's huge because I I think it it puts a new perspective in terms of how the customers I think approach the food that they're eating because we're not just raising it just to get it from point a to point b and make a dollar we're we're raising it because we care about it and the perspective of you care about it and yet you also eat it <laughs> it right. it makes people kind of pause and think about their food a little bit differently. So I think that that is definitely common among, among farm women from what I've seen so far, that's definitely common. So um, you did really kind of touch on this before in the why you farm question of, you know, your sense of duty to your community. I think clearly your, um, you know, your nurturing, your, your emotional investment in what you do. I think that that definitely keeps you going from the sound of it. Is there anything besides that, that really on the toughest of days really, you know, inspires you to just get up, get going, keep plugging away? You know, a lot of people could say family, which family is a huge driving point. Um, on my side, um, you know, I have two, like two, two teenage kids, like I said before, two girls, and they're getting ready to go off to college or whatever their, you know, their mindsets take them. And I mean, it could it could be working and going right to the workforce, and I think about them all the time. They're my motivation for um, being great at anything I do, <laughs> and so pushing through some of these hard times, it's a really good educational opportunity for them, um, for my kids, for for other kids. I've had other kids come to the farm and they want to know how they do this, that, and the other. And there's been some homeschooling families that we've talked to as well. They want to get their hands into what we're doing and they want to learn. And um, I think those are really good driving points for me because I feel like it's a very important aspect of um, our communities and it's a, an important industry. So I, I like to educate as much as I can. And going through those struggles, when, when kids see us, right, go through the struggles that we have to go through on a daily basis, they learn from it. And if we just throw our hands up and walk away, they're going to take those lessons in and learn those too. So I feel that uh, the more I work out with um, Farm Bureau, for example, I'm on the board um, and other uh, educational programs through that, that we're we're showing that hey this is a, a tough industry but it will help you in the long run i think growing up uh, as the farmer helped me to persevere in any job that i've had 
in the past, and um, it's laid down some great groundwork uh, that other students and kids could learn from. But if you can tough through it and, and show others that, hey, your perseverance will pay off as long as you do it with some smarts and you learn uh, as much as you can, you can you can achieve anything. And I think that's what drives me is um, helping them to really see the positives in life and um, what agriculture can bring out of them. That's a really great answer. I love that part of what inspires you is, is I would say, focusing on the next generation and and setting them up for a for a successful future, you know, regardless of where they go in their future. But I think the like you're saying, the lessons that's really that's a really great foundation that you're working to build for them. I applaud that. So, given that you know, there's obviously going to be some folks hearing this in your area who say, "Oh, this is great! I gotta go," you know, get her to teach my kids some lessons so that they, you know, have a good start in life, whatever it may be. Get those kids some farm work so that they learn the meaning of hard work, you know, that sort of thing. Um, what is the best way for people to kind of find you, follow along with your farm and your journey? Most of my um, concentration is for social media, has been on Facebook and Instagram, and you can catch us on there at Green Pasture Ranch. And um, we do the farmer's markets, like I said, um, Sundays is the green farmer's markets. Um, but the Oxford Farmers Market is another one that we participate in. We've been at the Fresalia Farmers Market. I do have a website. It's www.greenpastureranch.com. Um, green is in the name of the town, so it has the E at the end for anybody that might not know. And yeah, uh, we'll we'll link that in the in the description. So we'll make sure they have it spelled right. <laughs> um, do you have any last? quick little tidbits or, or words of wisdom or, or anything like that for listeners, for the next farm queen, for whoever it might be? I guess um, just never give up on your dreams. That's been one thing that I know I've, I remember asking my, my parents when I was really young, because, you know, they talk about that in school, what, you, what are your dreams? And um, my, my, I think older people kind of get lost in the, oh, I need to make money. So I'm just going to do whatever costs money. Well, I started from absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, and the farm was um, in, uh, just to be lightly saying, you know, having struggles of its own um, mm -hmm. and um, coming back to, to nothing and actually in a hole already, um, a lot of people, including farm now, like why are you doing this <laughs> you know um and when you have a passion and you have a love for something um you're gonna succeed at it and and you'll find in the long run that it will be successful for you um as long as you're determined so never give up on your dreams always follow them no matter what anyone says and you can accomplish more than you ever thought you could that was great this was such a great interview thank you so much for doing this with us Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you for doing everything. <laughs> Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support our podcast by clicking the link in the description, by subscribing through your favorite podcast app, and by following us on your favorite social media platform. 